On today's story session, a tale about failing your way to the top. This is The Golden Bird. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Shadow Bear Story Sessions, the podcast about how brutally dark and totally insane folk tales and fairy tales used to be, which in my opinion just made them way more fun. So we're going through the original versions of Grimm's Fairy Tales story by story. We'll figure out the intended lessons and the actual lessons of each story, and at the end of the episode, I'll adapt the tale into a movie or TV show. Let's get right to it with today's tale titled, The Golden Bird. They love a good bird in these old stories. We begin. A certain king had a pleasure garden. Pretty vague on who this king is, guys. And in this garden, there was a tree that bore golden apples. Soon after the apples became ripe, one was found missing the very first night. The king became furious and ordered his gardener to keep watch under the tree every night. Let's get a guard to do it. The gardener's gardening all day, and now he's got to just stare at this tree all night? When's this guy going to get some rest? So the gardener commanded his eldest son to guard the tree. Well, that's one way around it. But he fell asleep at midnight, and the next night, another apple was missing. So the gardener had his second son stand guard the following night, but he too fell asleep at midnight. And in the morning, yet another apple was missing. Just get a couple guards. Guys, don't entrust this to the gardener's children. Now the third son wanted to stand guard, but the gardener wasn't satisfied at first. Finally, he relented. Why wasn't he satisfied? And the third son lay down under the tree and watched and watched. And when the clock struck midnight, the air was filled with noise. And a bird came flying. You'd think if the air fills with noise at midnight, I would wake the other guys up. So a bird came flying. It was made entirely of gold. And just as it was about to peck off an apple with its beak, the gardener's son stood up and hurriedly shot an arrow at the bird. However, the arrow didn't harm the bird, other than costing it a feather as it quickly flew away. The next morning, the golden feather was brought to the king, who immediately assembled his counselors, and everyone declared unanimously that a feather like this was worth more than the entire kingdom. Really? It's pretty pathetic, guys. It's just a golden feather. Must be a pretty pitiful kingdom, then. Also, the bird came at midnight? The first two sons couldn't even stay awake until midnight. This is really just a pretty shoddy operation at this kingdom, all around. Get it together, guys. Nobody can stay awake long enough to figure out what's going on. And the second they get a fucking shiny feather, they're like, this is more valuable than all of our lives and land and belongings combined. Also, good job, third son. You proved your asshole dad wrong. Way to go. We continue. One feather alone won't help me, said the king. I want and must have the entire bird. So the king's eldest son set out and was certain he'd find the golden bird. This was the guy who didn't manage to stay awake past midnight, but he's real confident here. 
After he had gone a short distance, he came to a forest. Wait, doesn't the bird come to the castle every night? Just wait by the tree with the apples. Don't overthink this. Guys, again, shoddy operation. He came to a forest, and on the edge of the forest sat a fox. So the prince grabbed his rifle and took aim. But the fox started speaking. Don't shoot! I'll give you some good advice if you hold your fire. I already know where you want to go. You want to catch the golden bird. This evening you'll come to a village where you'll see two inns facing each other. One will be brightly lit with a great deal of merrymaking inside. Don't go into that place. Instead, go into the other inn, even if it looks dismal. But the son thought, how can an animal give me sensible advice? And he took his rifle and pulled the trigger. <laughs> this guy is a dick. This guy comes across a talking fox that seems to magically know what he's looking for, everything about what he's going to encounter, and he's like, but it's probably giving me stupid advice, so I'm just going to kill it. And I hope the fox fucking mauls this guy's face off. However, the shot missed the fox, who stretched out his tail and dashed quickly into the forest. Good. This guy's criticizing a magic fox and he can't even shoot straight, dickhead. Then the eldest son continued his journey, and by evening he arrived at the village where the two inns were standing. In one of them there was singing and dancing, while the other appeared rather dismal and shabby. I'd certainly be a fool, he thought, if I were to stay at that dismal-looking inn, instead of staying at this beautiful one here. So he went into the cheerful inn, lived to the hilt like a king, and forgot the bird and his home. <laughs> So this guy went to a party and just forgot his whole damn life. He was a literal prince, but he forgot it all because of a party at a hotel. Man, how good was that fucking party that anyone who goes there just wants to stay forever? It's also the exact situation that the fox outlined, and he didn't even think, hey, maybe that talking fox was onto something. After some time had passed, and the eldest son still hadn't returned home, the second son set out, and he too encountered the fox and received good advice. But when he came to the two inns, he saw his brother at the window of the inn in which there were sounds of carousing. And you just can't resist those carousing sounds. When his brother called out to him, he couldn't resist and whiled his time away in good cheer. <laughs> I gotta admit... I don't know if I can blame this brother for going into the hotel, because he saw his brother, who, as far as he's concerned, disappeared off the face of the earth a little while ago. Of course, he's like, what the hell happened, man? All I know is that if, if a talking fox gives me advice, I'm following that advice. Come on, princes. Come on. Some more months passed by. <laughs> months. Wow. And now the youngest son also wanted to set out into the world, but his father refused to let him go. The king was most fond of him and was afraid that he would have a mishap and wouldn't return. It's fair enough, he's lost two sons searching for a golden bird. Again, just wait by the tree. Wait by the apple tree. It would be funny if the bird was coming back every night, but they just completely stopped caring about the, the apples because all they care about is the bird now. 
So now we've got this third son trying to go, and the king is worried that he too is going to get pulled into this hotel party cult or hooked on drugs or whatever. However, his son wouldn't leave him in peace, so that the king finally permitted his son to depart. At the edge of the forest, he too encountered the fox, who gave him the good advice. Since the young prince was good-natured and didn't attempt to harm the animal's life, the fox said, "'Climb on my tail!' and you'll get there more quickly. So he's going to surf on the magic fox's tail. <laughs> okay, that actually sounds like a euphemism for doing drugs. It's like, hey, you want to surf the fox's tail, bro? No sooner did the prince sit down on the fox's tail than the fox began to run, and the fox went over sticks and stones so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. When they came to the village... The prince got off the tail, followed the fox's good advice, and without looking around, entered the shabbier inn and spent a quiet night there. Okay, so it's not like he had conviction and focus or anything. He just didn't even look around the village. It's not really noble. He's just willfully ignorant of his surroundings because the fox told him not to even bother. Not virtuous in any way, but all right, gets the job done. The next morning, he found the fox on his way once again, and the fox said to him, Wait, so it's the same fox giving him more advice? This isn't a very interesting quest if all he has to do is just follow this random fox's instructions. And why does the fox even care? Why is he giving him advice at all? The first guy was going to shoot him, and he used the information to get the guy to spare his life, or tried to. The guy tried to shoot him anyway, even though he missed the shot, thankfully. But at this point... He's gotten away. He's got no reason to help. No one's threatening his life. Maybe the fox has some type of ongoing feud with this bird. Like the bird is his nemesis. He's trying to find a guy who's competent enough to just follow his damn orders and kill that jerk of a bird. Okay. So the fox said to him, If you go straight ahead, you'll eventually come to a castle. In front of this castle, there's a whole regiment of soldiers lying on the ground. But don't worry about them, for they'll all be snoring and sleeping. Okay. Enter the castle and proceed until you come to a chamber where the golden bird is hanging in a wooden cage. Nearby, you'll also find a magnificent golden cage hanging just for decoration. But be careful not to take the bird out of its shabby cage and put it into the good one. Otherwise, you'll be in for trouble. Upon saying these words, the fox stretched out his tail again, and the prince sat down on it. The fox raced over sticks and stones so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. When the young man arrived in front of the castle, everything was as the fox said it would be. He entered the last room, saw the golden bird sitting in its wooden cage, and also a golden cage beside it. The three golden apples were lying about the room as well. The prince thought it would be ridiculous to leave the beautiful bird in the plain, ugly cage. Come on, man. thought this guy was supposed to be the competent one. Who cares what cage the bird is in? It's about the bird, not the cage. Oh shit, you know, that's actually a good lesson right there. Keep that in mind. So he opened the door, grabbed hold of the bird and put it into the golden cage. As soon as that happened, the bird uttered a dreadful cry that caused the soldiers to wake up. And soon they took the prince prisoner and led him to the king. 
None of that really explains why they were all asleep to begin with, but all right, whatever. The next morning, he was brought before the court, and after he confessed to everything, he was sentenced to death. However, the king said he would spare his life under one condition. The prince had to bring him the golden horse that ran faster than the wind. If he did, he would receive the golden bird as his reward. What? Okay, well, I guess now he's got to go get this fucking horse. And you know what? I'll bet this random fox knows exactly what to do. The prince set out, but he was depressed and sighed. All of a sudden, however, the fox stood in front of him again and said, You see, all this happened because you didn't listen to me. <laughs> however, if you listen to me, I'll give you advice once again. This time, how to get the golden horse. Man, this fox is super helpful. First, you must go straight ahead until you come to a castle where the horse is standing in the stable. There will be stable boys lying on the ground out front, but they'll be snoring and sleeping. And you'll be able to lead the golden horse out of its stall with ease. Why is everyone asleep all the time? <laughs> but make sure you put the poor wooden and leather saddle on the horse and not the golden one that's hanging nearby. It's been very clear about this again. Let's see if, there are, if our boy here learns the lesson. Then the youngest son sat down on the fox's tail, and the fox raced over sticks and stones so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. It's really pissing me off that the prince isn't doing anything himself. He's not even traveling to these places himself. He's just getting on the fox's tail to get to the place, and then once there, he's just following the fox's orders. Or not following the fox's orders. Just thus far, he's not even succeeding at, at, at that. At that basic, super low bar for success. Shortly after, everything happened as the fox said it would. The grooms snored and were holding golden saddles in their hands. When he saw the golden horse, he felt sorry for it and thought it would be a shame to put the poor saddle on it. So he decided to give the horse... The one that he deserved. Are you fucking kidding me, guy? You did this already. You made the same mistake literally yesterday. <sighs> Yet, just as he was about to take a good saddle from one of the stable boys, the groom woke up, as did the others. Again, he was captured and thrown into prison. The next morning, he was sentenced to death... Again. However, his life would be spared and he would be granted the golden horse and the bird as well if he fetched the marvelously beautiful princess. I just want this guy to die already. <laughs> he does not deserve any success that he might ultimately achieve. And why are we giving him these deals? Why are these kings striking these deals with him where if he brings them something, they'll forgive him and give him the thing he came to steal from them. There's no deal where, like, a bank robber tries to rob a bank, and the bank is like, you know what? If you go get this other money, we'll give you all of our money. What the fuck are we doing here, guy? And why, why would they even think he's capable of getting them the thing that they want? 
He's shown absolutely no competence. And he, he, he could just leave and not come back. It's not like they're sending anyone to go with him to like keep an eye on him. They're just like, we'll kill you if you don't get us this thing. Goodbye. Just fuck off. You just leave and carry on with his life. Go back to party hotel. They won't find him. They're probably just going to go back to sleep anyway. That's all anyone in this kingdom does. We continue. So the son sadly set out on his way. I don't know why he's so sad. He's getting break after break after break and second chance and third chance and fourth chance. So the son sadly set on his way and soon the old fox was standing there again. <laughs> why didn't you listen to me? <laughs> Even in the text of this, the frustration of the fox is really coming through clearly. You'd have the bird and the horse by now. <laughs> Nevertheless, I'll give you advice one more time. Now go straight out, and toward evening you'll come to a castle. At midnight, the princess will go to the bathhouse to bathe herself. You're to go inside and give her a kiss. Uh, a little creepy. By doing this, you'll be able to take her with you. Don't know if I like that either. But don't allow her to take leave of her parents. Okay, buddy, that, that's a no. That is not okay. Fox, this is this is just horrifyingly problematic in so many ways. So this guy is supposed to intrude on a woman bathing and just kiss her straight away. So that's breaking and entering and sexual assault right out of the gate here. And then he's supposed to be like, I kissed you against your will. That means you're mine now and I'm taking you with me. And he also is going to be like, and I refuse to allow you to say goodbye to your parents. What are you doing, Fox? This has gone too far. Let Cut this kid loose. Dead weight. This kid's a dud. You're trying to help him and he's just getting you into worse stuff. Now you're resorting to this? This is bad. What is your problem? This guy failed twice. Just let him die. And force this poor princess to be assaulted and kidnapped because the kid's incompetent. Bring her into this. Very questionable instructions. Nonetheless, we continue. The fox stretched out his tail and raced over sticks and stones so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. When he arrived at the golden castle, it was just as the fox had said it would be. At night, he gave the princess a kiss in the bathhouse, and she was ready to go with him. But she implored him with tears to let her say farewell to her parents. At first, he refused, but when she kept on weeping and fell at his feet, he finally gave in. But no sooner did the princess approach her father than he and everyone in the castle woke up. <laughs> I guess they were asleep too. And the young man was taken prisoner. Good. I am glad he was taken prisoner. Please kill him now and end this bullshit. No more deals. The next morning, the king said to him, You may have my daughter... Only if you remove the mountain that's lying in front of my window and blocking my view, you have one week to perform this task. What? So this king is prepared to just ship off his daughter for a better window view. That is a terrible father. This mountain, however, was so huge, so very huge, 
that it would have taken all the people in the world to carry it away. And after he had worked for seven whole days and saw how little he had accomplished, what was he doing? What was the work he was doing? He became very worried. However, on the eve of the seventh day, the fox appeared and said, Go lie down and get some sleep. I'll do the job for you. (laughs) Fucking hell. So at this point, the fox is just like, I no longer trust you to even follow my instructions. I'm just going to do this myself. This man is an utter failure. Thoroughly, completely, just a failure. Fuck this guy. Fuck fuck this fox. Now, too. What good are you doing here, fox? What is the purpose of all of this? It's just a mess. Let the bird and the horse and the poor princess and the mountain stay where they are. What's wrong with that? The first king's greed for this bird is causing all of this bullshit. Not worth it. We continue. (laughs) Oh, God. The next morning, when the young man awoke, the mountain had vanished. So he went cheerfully to the king and told him that the mountain had been removed, and he was now to give him his daughter. So the king had to do this, and the two of them now set out together. So that's it. There's no there's no questions from the king or anything. Just, all right, thanks for the view. Goodbye, daughter. Hope things work out for you. She's just, she's just a reward. Like, property. That's fucked up. But I mean, technically, shouldn't the fox be receiving any reward here? That'd be better for her, to be honest, because the fox is clearly way more on top of shit than anyone else in this sleepy, hot mess of a realm. Ugh. However, the fox came and said, Now we must have all three. The princess, the horse, and the bird. Wait, why do you need all three? The only goal was to get the bird. And now you've got a clear path to do this. But now the fox is suddenly getting greedy and is like, No, we gotta take all this shit, man. Man, I really hope the fox ends up just taking everything and screwing over this incompetent idiot and returning this princess to her family. Actually, I don't know. The family seems pretty messed up, too, to be honest, though. Just make things nicer for the princess somehow. Yes, said the young man, if you can do all this, but it will be difficult for you. If you only listen, things will work out, the fox replied. (laughs) So the fox is definitely getting a little passive-aggressive here, and rightfully so. Now, when you come to the king who demanded the marvelously beautiful princess, tell him, here she is. There will be enormous rejoicing. So mount the golden horse that they must give you, and shake hands with everyone, and say goodbye. Make sure that the beautiful maiden is the last person. And when you have clasped her hand, swing her up to you in one motion, and gallop away. Everything went as planned, and the fox spoke once more. Wait, so that just worked out? It just worked out just like that? It's pretty, pretty shoddy, simple plan from the fox here. And what, was the guy just like, I want to say goodbye to the princess last, and then move his eyes around all shifty? Like, does, does this kingdom not have a gate or anything? Or normal horses to chase and track down this guy's horse? Even if they're not as fast, they can track him down. It's probably easier to track down a guy on a golden horse. It tends to stick out. People just be like, yeah, that crazy guy with a solid gold horse, he went that way. 
Man, all right, so now he's got the princess and the horse, and the fox spoke once more. Now, as you approach the castle where the golden bird's being kept, I'll remain with the princess before the gate. Then ride into the castle courtyard. They'll see that the golden horse is the right one, and so they'll carry out the golden bird. You remain sitting, and tell them you want to see if the bird is the right one. As soon as you have the cage in your hand, you race away. This is so stupid. So their whole plan at every step is just get the thing you want and run away on the horse. So dumb. It's so dumb. I also like the idea that the princess and the fox are just like hanging out in the forest waiting for him. Everything went well. Of course it did. And as soon as he had the bird, the princess got on the horse again and they continued to ride through the vast forest. Then the fox came and said he wanted the young man to shoot him dead and cut off his head and paws. What the fuck? What is your endgame, fox? However, the young man absolutely refused. Well then, said the fox, at least I'll give you one last piece of advice. Beware of two things. Don't buy flesh that's bound for the gallows, and don't sit on the edge of a well. The young man replied, That's not so difficult if that's all there is to it. What the fuck? So the fox is just like, kill me. And then the guy is like, no. And the fox says, all right, here's some basic advice because you seem dumb and need as much help as you can get. Also, I'll bet this this guy still manages to fall flat even on this advice. So now the young man continued his journey with the beautiful maiden until he finally came to the village where his two brothers had remained. All at once, there was a great commotion and uproar. So he asked what was going on and was told the two men were about to be hanged. When he came closer to the scene, he saw that the men were his brothers, of course, who had committed all sorts of terrible acts and had squandered all of their possessions. (laughs) Alright, well, I guess they partied way too hard here. Can't they be pardoned in any way? the young man asked. No, unless you're willing to spend your money for these crooks and buy their freedom. The prince didn't think twice about it and paid what they demanded. My god, man. The fox literally just said, don't buy flesh that's bound for the gallows. And this idiot immediately pays to free men who are like in gallows at that very moment. You, you can't help this guy. You can't help any of these people. He's beyond saving, this dude. How is this the hero of this story? He's done nothing himself, and the one single task he successfully accomplished, which has led to all of these things, only happened when the fox was like, go to sleep, I'll do it. Fucking hell. His brothers were set free, and he continued the journey in their company. When they came to the forest where they had first met the fox, it was cool and lovely there. And the two brothers said, let's go over to the well and rest a while. We could also eat and drink. The young prince said yes. And during their conversation, he forgot the fox's warning and sat down on the edge of the well, not suspecting any evil doing. I swear to fucking God, guys. I just want the brothers to to just all die. 
and for the princess to take the bird and the horse and start her own kingdom where she can be free from all these idiots. But the two brothers pushed him backward down into the well, took the maiden, the horse, and the bird, and went home to the king. You know what? I'm not even sad about it. Everyone in this story deserves to die except for the princess. (sighs) So they returned to the king. We've managed to capture all this, and we've brought you everything. There was great rejoicing, but the horse refused to eat, the bird didn't sing, and the maiden sat and wept. Yeah, the maiden. Can't she just be like, these guys killed the other brother and took credit for everything. We know she's not mute because she begged to say goodbye to her parents. Shit, this story is literally treating her like an object who can't even speak. Damn, that is brutal. I don't know why the horse and the bird are so invested in the the fate of the younger son. I mean, it's not like he was super noble. He just tried to steal them. Ugh. Weird. There's weird morality all around in this story. Meanwhile, the youngest brother laid down in the well that fortunately it was dry, and even though he hadn't broken any of his arms or legs, he couldn't find his way out. So he's just fine down there. Okay, this is the luckiest man in any literature, movies, any story ever. This is the luckiest guy on the planet. He's having everyone pave his way for him. Still, he's messing up, and still everything is somehow working out, so he's just fine. Man, all right. Meanwhile, the old fox came once again (laughs) and scolded him for not listening because otherwise, this would not have happened. <laughs> so the fox comes up and is like, Buddy, come on, please, just fucking listen to me. What is wrong with you? I'm making everything so easy for you. Uh, we continue. So the fox says this wouldn't have happened. Nevertheless, I can't help myself and must help you out. Grab my tail and hold on tightly. Then the fox pulled him to the top. When they were above, the fox said, Your brothers have posted guards who are to kill you if you cross the border. So the prince put on the clothes of a poor man. Where's he getting those from? Never mind, don't tell me. It's probably not a happy story. And succeeded in reaching the king's court without being recognized. No sooner was he there than the bird began to sing, the horse began to eat, and the princess stopped weeping. Then the prince appeared before the king and revealed his brother's crime and how everything had happened. So the brothers were seized and executed, and he received the princess. Because I guess she just gets thrown to whoever. She could have explained everything herself. They just could have gone and gotten the prince out of the well because, as we established, he was totally fine down there. Later, after his father's death, he became king as well. Many years later, the prince went walking through the forest again and encountered the old fox, who implored him desperately to shoot him dead and cut off his head and paws. This time, the prince did it, And no sooner was it done than the fox turned into none other than the brother of the beautiful princess and was finally released from a magic spell. The end. 
what the what this is a this is a huge insane twist to just throw at the end here okay okay fuck okay guys oh my god so many questions all right the very first time we see the fox he's about to get shot he could have just been like yes please shoot me and then cut off my head and paws and then boom he's free right and another th- another thing, he keeps giving the guy instructions, and the guy keeps not listening to him. If he followed the fox's orders, then they wouldn't have even gotten to the princess. So what was his plan? Was it even a goal of the fox to get the princess out of that kingdom with their parents? Was that one of his goals? Because he's given the guy instructions way before that, and then it's the failures that lead to the princess. This is all very unclear. There's no indication... That the parents are mistreating her. I I mean, the princess, I mean. I mean, she does seem totally cool running off with the first guy to sexually assault her, so that's a bad sign. But she also desperately wanted to say goodbye to the parents. So there's mixed messages going on with the princess here. He also could have pushed way harder to be killed and have his head and paws cut off. He just brings it up once. And then the guy's like, no, that's weird. What are you talking about? And then he just lets it go for years, apparently. And uh, this twist is crazy and brings up so many more questions and just only makes things more confusing and nonsensical. Why do they even add that? Let's be honest. The prince who ultimately becomes king never learns any lessons. He never follows the fox's advice. Ever. At any time. Even in the end. He always does the wrong thing. And then the fox just bails him out. And he fails all the way up to become king. So there's no character arc whatsoever here. He gets advice, doesn't follow it. The fox is like, what the hell? You didn't listen to me. Okay, now you gotta do this. He doesn't follow it. Cycle just repeats again and again, and the fox bails him out whenever he needs it. Story is, this story is garbage. I'm sorry, this story is garbage, but I'm, I'm sure we can pull some gems out for the lessons. First lesson, I don't know if this is intentional, but we did extrapolate the lesson halfway through. It's about the bird, not the cage. I love that. Doesn't matter if you've got best clothes or house or car. If you got the magic in you, if you got that power, that capability, then you can be powerful beyond belief and more valuable than the entirety of a kingdom, apparently, according to those people at the beginning. Love that lesson, though. And another intended lesson might be don't be seduced by lavish revelry. Those two party bros, they get sucked into that fast lane at the party hotel and just destroy themselves and become super bad criminals. It doesn't really get into what quote-unquote horrible acts they commit to deserve the death penalty, but, you know, clearly things didn't go well for them. That also kind of makes you feel like, why, why free them? They clearly did some real bad stuff. They were about to be murdered by this town. They clearly did horrible things. And the prince just doesn't even question saving them. So that's probably not a good thing. If this prince actually was like noble and just, he would ask some questions and maybe find you know a way of compensating these people other than just like paying them off to get these horrible criminals out. Who they're let's face it, they're probably going to do more bad shit. Man, very questionable. Maybe there's also an implied lesson that if you're ostentatious with wealth, then it'll lead to trouble. 
Like, you know, the whole thing about the golden bird shouldn't be in the golden cage. The golden horse shouldn't be in the golden saddle. So maybe that's that's a lesson there, too. Don't be ostentatious about wealth or beauty or power or just throw it in anyone's face. Be humble about it. And another actual lesson that I'm going to take from this that definitely isn't intentional because the guy never learns a lesson at any time. But the lesson I'm going to take is that you have to fail your way to success. It's really stupid the way they do it in this story, but I actually do think it's a good lesson that failure can lead to success. His failures lead him to even greater success in this story. He failed with the bird individually, getting that bird. He failed with the horse individually, getting the horse. He even failed with the princess, but he still ended up with everything and more. Again, the story doesn't actually really show this, where it has him learn a lesson and put it all together and, and you know grow and learn from his experiences to ultimately put it all together and succeed. But what's true is that you can fail a number of times, but you can learn valuable lessons from those failures. And the most valuable lessons are often learned from failures. And then with all those lessons, you can then achieve a far greater success than if you had actually succeeded at the first thing you tried. Yeah, you know, I like that. I, I do love these stories because sometimes they're crazy and ostensibly ridiculous and nonsensical, but you can still draw really interesting lessons and interpretations from them. Love it. Love that about these stories. All right, let's adapt this thing. So this one's going to be a TV show, but like a, like a British TV show where it's just six 30-minute episodes. So it takes place in medieval times in a tiny village. We've got three young brothers who are each just a year or two apart in age, and Ben Schwartz is going to play all three brothers, just with minor differences in makeup and wardrobe so he looks younger for the younger brothers. We're going to kind of parent trap this thing with him playing all the siblings. Now, there's an old man who lives down by the river, played by Danny DeVito. So the oldest Ben Schwartz comes down to the river to fish one day and wonders what he should do with his life. And Danny DeVito says, you know, I see people walking along the river on both sides looking for the best place to cross, but they always have trouble with the water level and they can't do it. You should get a boat, ferry people back and forth so they can cross safely whenever they want. People would pay for that, right? But oldest Ben Schwartz is like, nah, that's stupid. I'm going to open a pub and get drunk with my bros all day, every day. And so he does. And he just parties all day at his pub. And then the next Ben Schwartz comes down to the river to fish. And he, too, is wondering what to do with his life. And Danny DeVito gives the same advice. He's like, you know, there's more and more people all the time. Some of them have supplies or trading goods. People would pay good money to get that stuff across safe and dry whenever they want. And the whole town would benefit too, because, you know, you're bringing all those people and their stuff through town. And middle Ben Schwartz is like, nah, that's stupid. I'm going to start brewing beer to sell in my brother's pub. That'll be way more fun than just going across a dumb river all day. And he does. And he joins his brother getting drunk with their buddies all day, every day. And then youngest Ben Schwartz comes down to fish. And Danny DeVito tells him the same thing. He's like, look. Kid, I'm telling you, it's a good idea. I'm too old to do all that labor going back and forth all day, but I can tell you how to make the boat and everything. I can tell you all of it. Just just follow my instructions. It's a good idea. And youngest Ben Schwartz says, you know what? I'm going to do it. So he starts ferrying people across on his small canoe that he built, and people learn about him. And so each day, more and more people pay him to take them across until he's going back and forth just all day, every day, making a lot of money. 
But one day, the, the river sort of pushes his boat off course, and it breaks. And so it sinks. And he's like, ah, oh, what am I going to do now? And he's got some money saved up. So Danny and him come up with the idea to string a rope across the river. And then he can hold on to the rope and stabilize the canoe and pull it back and forth. And it works. But now he sees that some people have too many supplies with them, or like even whole wagons that they want to get across. And so one day he tries to get someone and their donkey across, all crammed in the boat. But because it's so full and, and wonky and unwieldy, the boat breaks and they all fall in the water. And he goes back to Danny DeVito and he's like, I should build a whole platform and just attach it to multiple ropes for stability. So then you can just turn a wheel and a pulley system will get you back and forth. And so Danny helps him design it and it works great. And then his brothers come and they're like, hey, you should take a break. We'll run the ferry for the day and you can run the pub. Isn't that a fun, cool idea, brother young Ben Schwartz? And he's like, okay, I could use a fun day off because he's smart, but he's still naive. But a short while later, Danny DeVito bursts into the pub and he's like, you got to come back. So Ben Schwartz goes back to find them destroying the ferry out of jealousy for how well he's doing. So they're trying to they're trying to light it on fire out in the middle of the river. And so young Ben Schwartz goes all ninja and he slips into the water and he uses the, the stabilizing ropes under the water to reach the platform because they're really incompetent, so they're, they're not doing a very good job of setting it on fire. And he gets to the platform, he jumps up, he kicks the two evil Ben Schwartzes into the water, and they float away in the surging water, just shouting back, We deserve this! And they die. And then youngest Ben Schwartz takes over the pub, and Danny DeVito runs it, and Ben Schwartz uses his ferry to get the best food and drinks and supplies and make the pub even bigger and better. And then he expands to make the whole town better. And everyone loves him and Danny DeVito, who is like his business partner with everything. And they both fall in love with cool ladies they meet who use the ferry one day. And they all live happily ever after. So there we go. He has minor failures, but learns lessons from those failures and grows to overcome them and achieve even greater success than he initially could have foreseen. And the evil brothers are punished and die horribly. Great story all round. And that will do it for this week's story session. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Come on back next week for a story titled Loyal Godfather Sparrow. More fucking birds. Great. Come on back next week for another bird story. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions.